Position number two, wind removing pose. Bend the right knee and interlace the fingers around the knee and pull the right knee towards the right shoulder, taking it slightly on the outside of the body, voiding the rib cage, and relax the left leg. So you can get both shoulders into the floor, everything flat on the floor. Scan the body from the head to the toes. Deep inhale, belly, chest, upper lungs. Exhale. The right side here, you're applying pressure to the ascending colon, working into the digestive system. One more breath. Exhale, exhale, exhale. Welcome to another edition of A Fork on the Road. I am food and travel expert Mark DiCarlo, and next to me is the lovely and talented traveling diva, Yenny Alvarez. Hello. Welcome to our show. This week, it's all about Indian cuisine. I know. It's delicious and nutritious. Uh, 20 years ago, you couldn't find an Indian food place in most of America. Now they're popping up all over the place. Why? Because they're delicious. So on the show today, Dame Helen Mirren, the star of The 100-Foot Journey, is going to be on the show. We're going to be talking about her career and her porn. What? Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. You'll no. see. You'll hear. No. Yeah. Is it food porn? No. It's, it's, she's, you, you have to listen to the interview oh. on the show today. Oh. We're also going to be talking to the Indian chefs behind a great new uh, Indian restaurant here in downtown Los Angeles called Badmash. Badmash. Um, and uh, finding out what is it that makes Indian food so different tasting. And uh, I find it delicious. Me too. But I think a lot of people are uh, afraid of it. Well, they are because they think, you know, they've never had that taste before and they think it's probably very spicy, which it's not. not. It's very savory. So we'll be talking about that. If you've missed some of our past shows, you can always catch up to them at our website, which is a forkontheroadshow.com. Or you can follow us on all social media networks. Mm, And I suggest you doing that this weekend. This weekend, I am going to be in uh, Lincoln, Illinois at the Up and Smoke on the Square Barbecue Festival all weekend long. I'm going to be Instagramming and tweeting all the fun, delicious goings on. And And I'm going to be enjoying an entire weekend of a clean house. Right. Uh, It's going to be a big, big, wild, this is a Kansas City Barbecue Society event, 75 teams are going to be cooking. They're giving away $15,000 in prizes if you're in the Lincoln, uh, Illinois area, which is about three hours from Chicago, St. Louis, and Indianapolis. Come on by, say hi, get yourself a signed book, win a trip to Cancun, and eat some good barbecue. Their website is lincolnbbq.com, and the event is the 22nd and 23rd. That's this weekend. I'll be there in person. Come on and by, say hi, and also tell your friends about the show. You can find us. And review us. Review us on iTunes. Right. We're collecting reviews. We're trying to get up over a million listeners this year. We're well on our way past three quarters of a million, so we want to make it a nice round million. So listen to the show. We thank you for tuning in today. Very special episode. It's the Indian food. Now, up until recently, the most Indian thing in my life was the movie The Party, starring Peter Sellers. It's an old movie from the 60s. <laughs> that would never Hold play on. today. Oh, it, is, it does play today. First of all, Peter Sellers, comedy genius. 
But, I mean, the kind of stuff he does, and he was... Baby, genius is genius. Oh, my God. It's a movie where he plays an actor from Bombay going to a typical Hollywood party in the 60s, and he literally destroys the party. (laughs) Very very funny movie. It's on Netflix. You can get it anywhere. Uh, But uh, since the 60s, the, the Indian footprint here in America has broadened and gotten a little more nuanced than that. And that's what today's show is all about, Indian food. Yes. And do you know, in America, what cities have the most Indian food? I would imagine New York City. That is number one. Yeah. Then I would probably say um, Miami. Miami. Chicago. No, Miami's probably right, then, not Then I would there. say Chicago. Chicago is definitely up there. And so is the Bay Area. San Francisco, right. And uh, Atlanta, believe it or not. All, those are all big port cities. You know, yeah. Atlanta has the big international airport and, and uh, people come. That must be amazing. If you're living in a country that is so crowded, like India or a city like Mumbai, and you come here, it just must, this country must look empty. Like, where, <laughs> where, where, where are the Americans? There's nobody here. Um, and it's a delicious food, very healthy. A lot of vegetarians yeah. eat uh, Indian food. There's a lot of great vegetarian um, dishes in the Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, we're going to hear a lot about this, but I think right now people are, are more into the turmeric. And Indian food has a lot of turmeric. It has ginger. And turmeric is um, may actually help protect against, against some cancer. So everybody, it's turmeric this and turmeric that. And Indian cuisine has a lot of turmeric. And ginger is really good for you and re- really great for your health, which is also in the Indian cuisine. Mm-hmm. So they use all these great spices. So not only is it good, but it's good for you. And it's a very colorful cuisine, too. Yeah. And um, you know that the rates of Alzheimer's in India are four times lower than in America. Didn't you tell me that already? No. Uh, Alzheimer's? What? No. Are you Really? Pay, uh, Okay, you got me. (laughs) You got me. Um, Well, they eat curry every day. And as we're going to find out what curry really has. So I guess it depends on what your curry has, what ingredients you put in it. Well, and curry here in America is far different than curry in India. And Mm -hmm. we're going to find that out later as well. Very colorful food. And it's also the subject of a great new hit movie called The Hundred Foot Journey. Which is amazing. If you haven't seen it, run. Don't walk. Run to go see this yeah, movie. Yeah, it was a really fantastic movie. Done but by, don't go hungry. No. Done by the same director that did Chocolate. And it stars Dame Helen Mirren, who I've admired forever. She was uh, voted the sexiest woman over 50, I think, recently. And she was in Red and Red 2, and she's gorgeous and hilariously funny. I got a chance to sit down with her earlier in the week and talk to her about Cuisine, about her newest movie, and her career in porn. Why is an actress of your stature doing porn? <laughs> it's not food porn. Oh, it's, it's delicious. Actually, it's... I've done real porn. <laughs> no, not You heard it here porn. first. No, no, not real, but, you know, Caligula was not far off. But anyway... <laughs> You know, some great food scenes in that yeah. too. Yes, there are food scenes in that. Yes, everything it's not quite so appetizing. <laughs> everything about this movie is so sensual and um, wonderful and golden, warm tones. And then we get to your character, and it's I know. Yes, not. Yes. Were you a foodie before you became aware of this project? I'm not a foodie. I'm a greedy. What's I'm the difference? Just... Greedy's just love. Want to eat anything. <laughs> 
anything, <laughs> you know, just give it to me, let me eat it. Um, food is our, like, oh no, um, it must be cooked in a certain way, and it must go with, when placed in a certain way, it must be served with this particular wine and all the rest of it. Um, I'm so, not a foodie in that way. So My husband's more of a foodie. He thinks I just like restaurants with with good lighting so I look good. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> well, it's not You not, look good, exactly. the food looks better, everybody's yeah, yeah, happy. The trouble with those sort of lighting, now, that, those sort of restaurants nowadays, is it's like, I can't read the menu. It's like, <laughs> what, 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 like what does it say? What's the first appetizer, darling? <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, your character. Uh, but I love food. I do love food, and I like anybody else. I bond over food with my, you know, my husband. and I love to go out to dinner, not to posh grand restaurants. We like little, funky little. You know, we've got a whole series of little holes in the wall that we like to go to. Which, especially um, if you're traveling, I think is the best way to really burrow into the culture. Oh, absolutely. Because you're, you're street food. You know, street food's great. People cooking from their hearts, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, or just cooking, just, you know, I was just in Vienna and they have the most incredible sausages that they sell on the street. They're like amazing sausages. They're Viennese version of hot dog, but they are just extraordinary. So, you know, I love street food. The most popular hot dogs in Chicago are called Vienna Franks. Oh, are they? That's Coincidence? I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so, exactly. And when you yes. get back from travel, what's the first question people ask you is, where'd you go, what'd you eat? Yes, that's it's, right, yes. And I think in, in this film, yes. the, the blending of the cultures between the French and the Indian and the blending of the people is just so masterfully done, and so much it done with... With faces, yes. Music, yes. looks, yes. not a lot of words, and it's yes. beautifully executed. Yes, good. Well, that's our, our wonderful Lasse Holstrom. Uh, were you, you improvising know. a lot on the set? We did. You know, we did improvise quite a lot, actually. I mean, obviously, we had a very nice script as well, but there was a lot of improvisation that went on, um, encouraged by Lasse. Somehow, Lasse has a way of, of feeling, of course, it's technical and it's a film and it's stand there and there's the mark and the lighting and all the rest of it um, but somehow he has a way of making it feel just very easy and very natural and we, we would do a few takes and then he'd sort of he'd always let us have two or three takes where he said oh you know just do anything anything you like because it doesn't matter what you do just do anything and um, you know that's very liberating nice and a lot of that made it into the film would you say yeah, uh, yes, I'm sure that you always get little golden nuggets when that happens. Well, this entire movie is filled with golden nuggets. It was just, it was a delight to watch. You were fantastic in it, and I wish you the best with it. Thank you so much. Delightful. <laughs> just delightful. Sometimes you meet actors and celebrities, and I walk out of the room going, who, who they must have pictures on somebody, because they have no personality, they have no seeming talent, uh, but she is brilliant. She's brilliant. She's so in the moment Lovely. and present and um, doesn't put on airs. I would think someone that's a dame who has been ordained with that title would be a little more highfalutin. I would make everybody call me that. I know. She didn't. She's I not highfalutin. She's not even lowfalutin. She's middlefalutin. <laughs> what is that? I don't know, but she is. I was very quite taken with her. And seriously, th this movie... Guys, you might think that it looks like a date movie and smells like a date movie, but it's just a great, interesting, cross-cultural, colorful, 
feel good movie about, and it is about a journey. Everybody in there has their own. Yeah, journey. it's it's really a great metaphor for what we hear chefs on the show talk about all the time that food is about love and it's about preparing things for people that you care about. I think you can see yourself in there because it shows struggles. It shows the love and your your passion. I think uh, a lot of people will be able to relate. Yeah, we don't often recommend movies very vociferously here on the show, but... uh, Except Guardians of the Galaxy and... Right, the last two. We last two. Yeah. Uh, but so, <laughs> Which were fantastic. I'm so glad. Because a lot of times you go to the movies and it's like, oh, what are we going to see? Uh-huh. It's not great. No great choices. But right now, there's these two great choices. Right. So. Hunter for Journey, yeah. Dame Helen Mirren. Uh, Marathon. Yeah. She was fantastic. Now, she is a pretend cook, mm-hmm. as you heard. Next on the show, we have some actual real live cooks. They came all the way from India by way of Toronto, and they have a very popular of the moment, Indian cuisine restaurant in downtown L.A. We are going to be talking to Pavan and Nokol from Badmash in downtown L.A. It's pronounced Badmash. Badmash? Badmash. Okay, you have the accent It's down. downtown L.A., which is kind of a burgeoning area here in Los Angeles, unlike most cities in America. L.A. didn't have a downtown until recently, and now we do, and it's kind of springing up. With great restaurants yeah. and bistros and gourmet this and Top Chef that. Right. And, uh, like every other city in America, the, the, the build out and the gentrification is built around places to eat mm-hmm. and drink. And this is a, a really great place. And we're lucky to have both of them on the show with us today. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Everyone is talking about Indian food because of this great new movie. 100 for Journey. 100 for Journey. We had Helen Mirren on the show earlier today. And just in the last year, Yenny and I have been eating tons more Indian food. Is it just seems that way or is Indian food kind of getting more popular here in Los Angeles and around the country? I think it is uh, definitely a very popular cuisine and it is getting a lot of attention these days and much wider audience than the years when I started. In Los Angeles, I've been here uh, two years, mm-hmm. but prior to this, I was in Toronto, Canada, where I've uh, owned and operated several restaurants, but focusing just on Indian. I had one of the best Indian restaurants in Toronto for about uh, nine and a half years. For people that are have never tried Indian food, and I would imagine there are not many people in our audience because we are uh, adventurous gastronomy yeah. tourists, but a lot of people, I think, maybe are intimidated by it because it seems to have a completely different kind of flavor profile than European food. And a lot of people think it's a little too spicy, but uh, uh, they don't, don't realize that they can get it mild as well. Yeah. You know, you know in New Orleans, the Trinity is onions, celery, garlic, and uh, peppers. What's, what's the Trinity of Indian cooking? Indian cooking, again, there's a lot of onions, a lot of garlic, ginger, uh, serrano chilies, uh, lots of tomatoes. That's part of the cooking. And then in certain recipes, tomatoes get replaced by whipped yogurt also. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it provides that acid and little little creamy texture also. Uh, and then again, all the spices. The spices. That's what makes it different. The spices, really, they're completely different from anything else I've ever tasted. The Indian curry is absolutely delicious. That um, chicken tikka masala is one of my favorite types of meal. Yeah, let's talk about that because I order that all the time. What exactly is in that recipe? Is it is it healthy? Is it is it low fat? Is it walk me through all the ingredients? I'm curious. 
you know, I learned many years back uh, that anything which is very tasty is not healthy at all. Yeah, I know. That's, that's <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's good that, for the soul. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the chicken tikka masala, actually, the basis is, uh, to put it more loosely, like a butter chicken, which is the butter chicken sauce, the rosé sauce, uh -huh. which is uh, tomatoes, onions, and a little, little dash of cream into it, and a knob of cold butter for the flavor. Uh, the dry fenugreek, which we call kasuri methi. So that's the basic uh, uh, sauce for the chicken tikka masala. And then we enhance that with some sauteed, uh, more ginger, sauteed, more garlic and green chilies with uh, some sweet peppers, could be red, green, yellow, and uh, Bermuda onions, the red onions and add that to the butter chicken sauce along with some more sorted onions. And that's what makes the chicken tikka masala sauce. Wow, that tastes so good. It really does. I'm already hungry. And you know, the, what, I find that it, with Indian food, it's just, it's kind of like a brash, colorful food. Kind of like, you know, when you go down to Miami, everything is bright colors and it's loud and it's kind of in your face. I, I feel the same way about Indian food, that it's not, it's not a shy cuisine and it's but very it's a robust different, yes but it's also a very different spice yeah it's very yeah. specific mm -hmm. yeah it's, we 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 definitely agree with you on that statement i think um i think something to to note though is that like european cuisine like a lot of french method of prep um indian food entails cooking good indian food entails long process cooking uh low temperatures uh, subtleties and spices. Uh, I think one of the things that is a big misconception with Indian food is that it's very spicy. Right. Um, and uh, it's actually, it's spiced, but it's not necessarily spicy. We, we mature our spices uh, in the cooking process, soften the, the effect of the burn and the, and the, uh, the actual uh, spice heat uh, to, and to bring out their flavor, to bloom their flavor. Uh, into all of the dishes. And I think uh, coming back to uh, your first question, it's really a uh, uh, complex cuisine, absolutely, with a lot of different layers of flavor. And, a and lot you of taste it. Flavors. That's a good word for it. It is complex in a... In a... But you taste everything. Yes. Yeah. Like whenever yes. I have Indian food, I can taste the spices separate from the meat, separate, separate from the yogurt, separate... I mean, you can taste every little thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, now, cool. You and your dad come from a French and Italian cooking background. Yeah, professionally, we're trained in uh, French and Italian cuisine. Um, I mean, my father was born and brought up in a in a in the foodie city of India, mm. so uh, in in Amritsar in Punjab, and so he was surrounded by Indian flavors his whole life. But is are there Italian restaurants in Punjab? Uh, now there are, but when I was growing up, no. <laughs> <laughs> So you had your own long journey, kind of like in the movie. Did I hear that you worked in Paris? Uh, I stopped over there, helped a friend who had a restaurant, just for like a couple of evenings, but not necessarily worked there with hands-on like that. It seems to me that there are ethnic groups that do family restaurants better than some other ethnic groups. It's it's a big job in the Italian community to have a store mm -hmm. or have a restaurant. And everybody works in that. Greeks, the same thing. Uh, Indian people, the same thing. It seems like it's a good family business. Is it? Was that your intention when you when you started out, or do 
do you chase the kids or do the, ch- the kids chase you to become part of the restaurant? What's the dynamic well, there? If, if I can cut in and answer, uh, say something on this. And yes. In, in these cultures, in Italian homes, in, in Indian homes, you know, food is at the very center of the family. Right. Uh, it's the very core and, and the very reason of our existence is to, <laughs> is to feed other people and to eat ourselves. Right. And so, I mean, in our home and most Indian homes, everything happens in and around the kitchen. Our father being a chef, you know, I I had a phase where I thought I was going to be a huge DJ uh, and take over the globe with my beats. But um, how's that going? uh, I I mean, I I, I can rock out on on those tables for damn sure. But, you know, I just find I I really enjoy uh, cooking. I really enjoy being in the restaurant and making people happy. Yeah, he kept his day job. (laughs) Which was working for my father. Well, and and you're right. It is the the core of a lot of ethnic families is the food because all the good gossip goes down in the kitchen. Uh I know I grew up in an Italian family in Chicago and I would sit in there with all the old ladies while they were cooking and making ravioli and making sauce and they start talking. You know, they have a couple glasses of wine. Then you start finding out, oh, that's why we don't talk to that cousin. Oh, that's what happened. <laughs> and and really, you know, you are what you eat. Good chefs, anyway, put a big part of themselves into that food, and people can taste it when it's there. Or and maybe they taste, taste it. it when it's not. Especially with uh, with Indian food. I remember, you know, days when my mom or, or my father, they were in the kitchen from morning until, like, very early in the morning, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m. just to cook because we were having guests come over in the evening. And so from 4 a.m. until 8 p.m. when all the guests arrived, they were in the kitchen slogging away, you know, making uh, everything from like peeling potatoes to mixing spices and roasting spices and, and real long process cooking. And it's a it's a labor of love. And, and you know, we're naturally attracted to it. It is a labor of love, and you can taste it in the food when you're having a good day and you're cooking because you love it, because you want to feed them from your heart. You can taste it. You go to another place, and if they don't care about the food, you can taste that also in the food. The secret ingredient. Yeah, love, love. My dad dad always said that he could always read emotions of uh, anyone who cooked the food because while he's eating, he would say, so what made you upset today? And at that time when I was growing with him, the household help would say nothing. So they would say once or twice nothing, and then they would say, yes, your mom said this, and your wife said this, and brother said So everything would flow out all in the food. So he was a food whisperer. Yeah. I, I think in a way we all are, actually. Can you yeah. do it as well? I, I, of course. I can, tell, I can tell my wife when she makes uh, something for me that she's not happy with. My father can smell if there's sugar in coffee or not from a mile away. It's insane. Are you it's serious? Really, you should screw the restaurant. You should be in the circus. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my day job. What would you say are the top three misconceptions about Indian cooking? You already talked about the first thing that people think it's too spicy. Well, it's, you know, it's nice as you ask that question because at Badmash we're trying to you know break that mold of these misconceptions. So the first misconception is definitely that Indian food is very spicy, and it's it's a cuisine that does involve a lot of spices and and everything is spiced but it's not necessarily spicy there are more spices for flavor so cinnamon cardamom um you know cloves uh black peppers you know this these types of spices and and as you cook them and and cook them slowly and and mature their flavors the spice level and the burn kind of 
subdues a little bit and the flavor comes out to the plate. Let's talk about that, the slow cooking, because a lot of times people are in a hurry. They're just trying to throw stuff together. With this lower heat and slower cooking, it, it gives the spice more opportunity to kind of get inside the protein and inside the, the vegetables and things, right? You're really kind of yeah. almost like cooking and marinating at the same time. Yeah, it really matures the flavors and allows you to create uh, uh, layers in, in your flavor so that uh, things aren't just, you know, uh, a taste on the tongue and then it's dead. Mm-hmm. You know, this allows the food to really have complexity and depth. The second misconception oh, second. is that Indian food is just curry and rice. Right. So curry, there's no such actual flavor of curry. It's uh, it's a made-up thing by the British or the Americans, really, you know, marketing scheme or whatever. But curry literally means like a mix, uh, a sauce made of a mix of spices. So, you so could, that yellow curry that uh, we're used to, what is that? Poop. I don't know. Poop. <laughs> I don't know. Can can you tell me? Let so it's like like New Orleans has gumbo. That's kind of the the catch all for their spice portfolio, and and curry is the same thing. It's kind of a generic term for yeah. Food. You can have one with made of garam masala. You can have one made of black pepper and tomato. You can have one that's heavy in cilantro and and asafoetida. You so I mean the combinations and permutations of spices are absolutely endless. How exciting! Asafoetida is uh, Yeni's middle name, actually. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it is that's, not. That's weird. He just likes weird words. Third thing is that Indian food is very greasy and oily, and because of that, kind of makes people sick. It gives you, quote-unquote, deli belly. I mean, if that was the case, then you'd have 1.3 billion Indians on the toilet all day with a sick stomach. Right. That's uh, not good for the plumbing. No, it's not good for anyone, really. (laughs) Or the Ganges. so that's, that's definitely the third and I think the biggest misconception or, or stereotype of Indian food. And, um, you know, what we do here is we do, uh, especially with the traditional food, we, we home-style cook. It's all long process, slow cook, and that allows those spices to not affect you in that way. And where did you, where'd you get the name for your restaurant, Bad Mash? Or is it Bad Mash? It's uh, so you're gonna say badmash, however you want to say badmash. Badmash. Because being a badmash means you're being a badass and you just do whatever you want. Um, it's it kind of means like uh, nasty, naughty, a scoundrel, a rascal, uh, and all encompassing. It means badass. I and, love it. Yeah, and so our grandfather, my father's father, used to call me and my brother Badmash when we were growing up and messing things up for it's everything. Stuck. In the movie you saw this uh, Hassan, he has like a box, like a, like a spice chest, mm-hmm. which the father gives to the son and he says that your mother wanted you to have this. Yes. So I just want to elaborate on that as to what that is. The curry as it has been introduced to the Western world is like a mixture of different powders and they call that a curry powder. Uh-huh. And everyone in the Western world is used to that. Uh, there is no such thing like that in India at all. If you went to India shopping for a curry powder, you'll probably spend all your life and you'll see <laughs> it. Or probably get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? So, no, no curry powder here. So what the chest is, it's all about different spices, uh, roasted lightly, ground fresh in powder form, and that's what those little boxes are in that chest. I can only imagine what that chest would smell like. Oh, yes. How delicious. Yes. Now, every dish we prepare in the kitchen, it gets all the spices, but then the question is, why does not each dish taste the same? They are different because 
every spice has a different proportion for each recipe and at the, the time when it's added onto it, whether it is sauteed, fried or bloomed, or it is just added in and cooked along with it. Oh, so, wow. It's the so, skill of the operator. Yes, absolutely. So this is the reason this, you know, some people say, can you just teach me how to make this? Yes, I can give you a recipe. I can hold your hand. I can make you do it. But, you know, like we grew up in this whole environment and we learned it over the years. And that's how that's what the complexity comes to the cuisine. Mm -hmm. And I think you can also, again, you you taste what the person feels you you make it with love the food comes out fantastic you're absolutely. having a bad day eh, not so much absolutely what is it that your dad See, used that to sounds say? like for people that aren't travelers or aren't foodies that sounds like total bullshit no but it's I, I i know it's true but I, I can imagine someone tuning in and going oh come on but it's it's true that's why everybody loves their grandmother's cooking yeah, even, yeah. If even if their grandmother was a shitty cook they love their grandmother's cooking you know, there's something I used to find very strange. I was a kid and my grandmother would do the pickling, uh, uh, various pickles, and he would cook or something. You know, she would actually put her hand in front, uh, on top of a boiling pot, and with the steam, she would know whether it needs more salt or not. <laughs> I, wow. What? I could never understand that. But, you know, then on the other hand, as uh, Nakul just mentioned, you know, when I'm served a coffee and it's all mixed up and all, I can actually smell the coffee and I know whether it has sugar or not. <laughs> and then I know that's not my coffee. <laughs> so, so what do you put in your coffee if you don't put sugar? Uh, curry powder. There just, is no such thing as curry. <laughs> just a little love and that's what it is. <laughs> so now I, I'm assuming, have you guys seen the 100 Foot Journey film? Yes, I did. Give me your, uh, you know, give me your authenticity spin on it. Was it uh, accurate to your culture? Do you think it was just a Hollywood flimflam? What, what, what were your thoughts coming out of it? Now that first scene has been shot in a in a food market in Bombay, and there was a time I used to buy my product from the same market, and I literally jumped out of my seat. Aww. So I think it is very very authentic from that part onwards. Mm -hmm. They have shown a little bit of you know writing and all, which is part of the game in India also in certain areas. And I think they're fleeing from uh, India and the whole journey. I think the culinary side, yes, it is perfect. I can even relate my experiences to the French cooking, to, to the little girl that he's talking about, his ex experiences and the way he's learning. I think it is very, very reasonable to say that it is pretty correct. Great. All right. Well, yeah, we, I really enjoyed it. And Helen Mirren uh, was so fun and Everybody so funny and very cool. Fantastic. Yeah. What a because, great, great film. You know, because I, I tell you, a couple of instances, I was, I, was in, I was almost in tears and very emotional because I could relate so much to myself that the way I learned it, the way I went forward, the way I discovered things and I put them into practice, the resistance, the little animosities. And then I saw such grungy cuisine in certain restaurants and I backed off from there and I quit the job, even though I never had any food to eat at home, but I refused to work in such restaurants. So, you know, there's so many things I could relate to there, my own experience. There are actually two really great stories that are very close and at the foundation of some of my beliefs about this business and, and cooking and food. In Toronto, when I arrived, I came there in 1982. 
I found a job in a place uh, which was supposed to be a very good restaurant and there was a lot of good clientele and all. Were you a professional chef back in India or you were just some guy off the street? No, I went to a hotel school in India to learn this. Okay, so you know what you're doing at this point. Yes. I was. Uh, I worked in some uh, very high five-star hotels in India uh, in the kitchen and then I also switched to the front of the house positions where I worked for a long time. And that's when I came to Canada after that. Okay. So this job I found in Toronto, I, I went there and the first day uh, while I was working, my chef was telling me I was doing very well, my cutting skills, my this, my that, organizational was very good. He was happy to have me. And then in the afternoon he said, uh, make some mashed potatoes. And I said, sure. So I went to the, to the back, brought some potatoes, quickly peeled them and put them for boiling. And then the guy walks in again after he finishes lunch and he told me it was totally wrong. I was wasting potatoes. I was messing up. I didn't know. And he was shocked that I didn't know how to make mashed potatoes. And I said, how do you make them here? So he actually put a pot of water boiling and he brought one box from his dry storage, which was dehydrated potatoes. And he said, this is what it is. Oh. And right in front of my eyes, he just made this potatoes concoction and he made me taste it. I mean, I said, yeah, it's very good. Excellent. I learned something new. But that was my last day of job. I never went back. <laughs> I didn't think I belonged there, you know. Well, there's, a, there's an example of someone cooking without the love. Yeah. yeah. They just want to make the money and move on. Tell us about oh, this the events weekend, that are right. coming up this weekend for you. The Los Angeles Food and Wine Show? Um, we're actually on Saturday. We're doing the Lexus Grand Tasting at uh, LAFW, uh, Los Angeles Food and Wine. We're going to be serving um, something that's typical of Badmash. We're going to be serving a Punjabi pulled pork sandwich. And uh, it's basically like a pork confit um, that's from Amritsar. Uh, it's pork shoulder and belly and rump that's cooked slowly in its own fat with mm. ginger, garlic, serrano chili, tomatoes, onion, and it cooks and cooks and cooks and cooks and cooks. It's got beautiful flavors on it. We're going to do that on a brioche bun with crisp onion and lettuce and a little spiced uh, paprika mayo. Oh, that sounds delicious. Being Cuban, I love my pork. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is a big food event, too, the Los Angeles Food and Wine events yeah. going on, sponsored by the yeah, LA Times this weekend. We're really excited to be a part of LAFW this year, and, uh, and I, I hope everyone is excited to have us. Uh, what we do here is we're, we're downtown LA first, and we're Indian second. So um, I think that's the best way to describe the feel and, and, and the, the, the mode of this restaurant. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. That's the father and son team of... Pavan and Knuckle. Am I saying knuckle, it right? Like no, on, you're not. Knuckle, like on your head. Knuckle, okay. Knuckle. From Badmash. Badmash. Yeah. You got it. There, yeah. one, one instance I want to tell you if you have time. Sure. We do. Uh, you know, last night on the show when uh, Helen Mirren tastes his uh, uh, pigeon uh, that he brings in for the minister mm -hmm. and she dumps it in the garbage and she goes out and she's very emotional. That's the time which I also had tears in my eyes Yeah. because it did strike a chord. Yeah. Uh, the experience was that in... Uh, in uh, Rockland County, we I, I bought a French restaurant from a family who owned it for 26 years. Ooh. And that was a landmark. And they were very, very emotional. But they also sold it to me only after uh, 
because I went in there as a consultant and I helped them with the menu and this and that and everything. And their business became better. And then the lady said to me that I want to get rid of this place and you made it, you're trying to make it more busy for us. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's the reason we ended up having an agreement and I saw I bought the place. It's I, I think the movie does a good job of, of touching on the passion of food and also kind of the jealousies and the insecurities and, and the, the struggles and the cultural yeah. clashes. It's also like it's also like the attitude of like you're Indian, you can't cook French. Yeah, there is a, you know? there, there was a customer there. This was this uh, lady who was a customer for last 25 years and uh, she was laughing on our face saying how would an Indian know how to cook French food and she was making a mockery of it while she was walking out and I had the courage I walked out behind her and when she sat in her limousine because she always came in a stretch limo uh -huh. I, I the driver was there I just ran and opened the door for her she sat down and I told her I said I I request you to come in here once and eat and, and dine with us after a week, once you have taken over. And I said, I would like you to be the judge to decide whether an Indian can cook or not. I didn't you are so nice. And what happened? Uh, she was one of our best customers, <laughs> our <laughs> best billboard. She was advertising for us all <laughs> over the place. You have no idea she became such a fond, like kind of a family member to us. You won them over with See, love. Bold, brash. See, but he has—he's so nice. I would have—I would not have been that nice. I would not have invited that well, lady. I would you, have been like, okay, you don't like it, you don't have to come in here. But when you know what you're doing is the right thing, <laughs> and you're doing it the right way, you're—you're yeah. not—you know—you're not ask. You're doing her a favor, really. If what you're doing is right, you have to let people know, which is why we do the show and yeah. why we're so happy to talk to people every week and kind of uncover the hidden gems all around the country. So if your folks are in Los Angeles this weekend, go to the LA Food and Wine Festival on Saturday and you can get a little uh, Punjab Badmash. Are you guys having any events, for example, uh, Gandhi's birthday uh, coming up October 2nd? Maybe we'll come down October 2nd. <laughs> We're going to go doing something, but like I, I'm always of the tone to that like, well, let's do like free beers for everyone and get everyone smashed. And okay. my, my dad's kind of like, yeah. oh, I don't know if Gandhi G would be happy with that. Yeah, oh. Yanni, uh, to tell you the truth, if that is the case on 2nd of October, yes, should not be serving any alcohol, <laughs> should not be serving any non-veg food. Yeah, it's a dry day in no India. No eggs, actually. nothing. Well, well if, you really, if you really want to do it right, you should invite people in and feed them nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have people come in, pay you to go on a hunger strike. If you really want to honor Gandhi, that's no, what I would do. No. If people I, want to find you at the restaurant and for this weekend, what, what's your website? How can they track you down on uh, social media? You can check us out on our website, which is www.badmashla.com, which is spelled B-A-D-M-A-A-S-H-L-A.com. Or um, better yet, check us out on Instagram. It's at Badmash LA. And uh, that's that's where we, you know, put the word out. And, and it's actually a really fun, fun page. Yeah, we're going to have all that on the website. So if you don't, if you didn't write it down right now, go to the website and check it but out. Our website, we'll check it out. A ForkOnTheRoadShow.com. We'll have all that information for the website, for the address in LA, and for your Instagram as well. Thanks so much for your time, guys. Thank Thanks for joining us. And have a good time this weekend at the LA Food and Wine Festival. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye. Family businesses. Yep. 
you work 20 hours a day in a family restaurant, but uh, it, it, the best people, the nicest people, the most entertaining and uh, open people. And you can hear it in their voice that it's That's their just their passion. accent. It's no, their, just the accent. It's their passion, their passion for food. I can't wait to taste it. Yeah. I can't wait to go over there and try it. And with people's palate here in Los Angeles, you know, with the whole uh, Nouvelle Cuisine, Los Angeles food, Indian is definitely a step outside of that box, but it's not scary. I get every time I mention Indian food to some of my less adventurous friends, they freak out or they go, well, I would never eat that. It's it's there's nothing to be afraid of. It's delicious. It's fresh a completely different food. taste. Yeah. If you've never had it before, go down and try it. It's it's something that you have to experience. Well, so there you have it. That's our Indian food episode here on A Fork on the Road. Don't forget, if you're in the central Illinois area, come and see me this weekend at Up in Smoke on the Square in Lincoln, Illinois. Their website is lincolnbbq.com. And follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram. I'm Mark DiCarlo, at Mark DiCarlo on Twitter and Mark DiCarlo TV on Instagram. And I'm Yenny Alvarez on Instagram and Traveling Diva on Twitter. And I'm going to be at that Kansas City Barbecue Society cook-off event all weekend long, so I'm guaranteeing you there will be some funny late-night photos showing up on my Instagram feed. <laughs> I don't know what they will be, but they will be entertaining. Take because photos these chefs the, party hard. I, and I'm also going to Hot Air Balloon, so it's going to be great. Uh, hopefully we'll see some fans out there. And uh, we'll Follow see Follow us, you. tell your friends, review us on iTunes. Yeah. So we'll see you here just now, and we'll see you next week on our next episode. Until then, I'm Mark DiCarlo. And I'm Yenny Alvarez. And we'll see you on a fork on the road. Don't look at me, it's so nice.